What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Did you miss us? We had a lot of shit going on at the end of last week, but this week has started off with a bang. Without any further ado, I'm going to let Val take it over because we got a lot to cover. Guys, we have five episodes to cover, so let's start off with Thursday evening. We pick up where we left off. One other couple is going to go home that episode, and it just so happens to be, drumroll please, Liam Montel. Everybody says bye, and the next day we get text that two bombshells are coming in and they want to take the Islanders on a date. Ella B. asked Mitchell out on a date, and Josh, Josh, hello Invisalign, takes Jess out on a date. Abby is still flirting with Scott while Mitch is out of the villa, but once he comes back in, Abby's starting to feel threatened by Mitch's options. LB walks in and Tyreek says he knows her. We get the Battle of the Ella comment from LB and we hear Ty say, shame it was the last time. Tone still up for debate. Friday night's episode, we see Ella, OG Ella, pull LB on the comment about Battle of the Ellas. It's a little bit tense. The girls are not girling together. Abby is doing a madness trying to get Mitch to close it off with Ella, less than 24 hours of him getting to know her. She wants to dead it with Scott at the same time while the girls are like, girl, don't do that because like if he, if Mitch swivels, you're fucked and you're going to look stupid and desperate going back to Scott, but uh, she doesn't really care. <laughs> the bombshells get to steal an Islander of their choice. Ella B steals Mitch, Josh steals Jess. Um, and afterwards, Sammy is fuming at Josh, but mostly Jess. Of course he would be. Whatever. They resolve it. Mitch cuddles Ella B in bed that night. Um, whether or not he was asleep, up for debate. Not really, because Mitch lies and Ella says he wasn't asleep. Sunday night's episode, we see it's daytime, and Mitch is telling everybody how the way that Abby behaved the night before is giving him the total ick that she's being a hypocrite, that she's being a little bit cray-cray town, all right? We got Ella versus Ella B in the dressing room, um, kind of duking it out over a makeup getting ready station. This leads to them having a little bit of a heart-to-heart, talking about how they got off on the wrong foot, whatever, and Ella B shares with Ella T that Tyreek said it was a shame that that was the last time they kissed. Uh, as we head into the evening, we see Jess dead it with Josh. And Mitchell saying how much he likes getting to know Ella B, how much he wants to get to know Ella B, prefers Ella B, blah, blah, blah. And we get a recoupling. Girls go first. I mean, recoupling goes as you would expect outside of the following three. Ella B goes first. She picks Mitch. Abby then goes ahead and picks Scott. And Amber and Josh are left to be coupled up together. We get a text 
public gets to vote for their favorite couple. And Monday night, we see the aftermath of the recoupling. Mitch says that that recoupling immediately made him want Abby back. So we are very quickly, we've gone from being on Mitch's side a little bit to we've completely fucked it. Mitch takes the crazy crazy crown back. He tells Mitch, or sorry, he tells Molly and Zach how he wants Abby. And then immediately goes to Ella B and says how happy he is to be with Ella B. He then goes to talk with Abby and is like, if I'm honest, it's forced with Ella B. I can only say something on the outside with you. And I don't have anything in common with Ella B. I just got excited. Abby is like, mm, a lot's gone on. Ball's in your court. You got a graft for it if you want it. The next morning, we see Abby warn Ella B about what Mitchell says. And Mitchell then tells Katie that he did lie and that actually he wants Ella B in his bed. Then Ella B and Abby have a heart-to-heart where they tell each other the contradictory stories that Mitchell has told them. And we go straight into Snog Mary Pie. Oh my God. Highlights? Zach snogs Katie. Mitchell pies Abby and calls her a headache. And Ella gets the most pies of the girls. She gets three, all right? Girls turn, Ella B pies Mitchell. Whitney pies Zach, saying that he's settling for the easiest option with Molly. Katie snogs Zach back. Zach is laughing his little Zachariah ass off. Abby snogs Scott, pies Mitchell. And Mitchell ends with five pies, while Lucon ends with five rings. Hello. <laughs> Molly then goes to talk to Zach about how he laughed in her face. And he just laughs in her face again. So she walks away. She goes to talk to the girls. He pulls her again by approaching the group of girls and saying, I don't know what you lot are feeding her, but it's bullshit. They end the conversation on a bad note, because obviously. And we get into Tuesday night's episode, okay? Zach pulls Katie. I don't know. It's still flirty. The way he pulls her is flirty. The way they're talking is flirty. But I guess you could say he deads it. If you can even say that. He then pulls Wit, where she basically forces him to apologize, despite his unwillingness to, by excusing it and saying, well, your comment made me mad. And Whitney is like, well, you were mad disrespectful, and this is ABC, why I said it, and you better not lose a good girl like Molly. Next day, we get Island Beach Club and Rita Ora, two performers in one season. Crazy. Honestly, we spend an entire, like, time with Rita Ora. Like, we're bookended with commercials and Rita Ora performances. So, waste of fucking seven minutes. After that, we see more of Zach and Molly. She's embarrassed of what her parents might think. She's crying. And my mans can't really even formulate a sentence good enough to actually take accountability. It's essentially Molly crying and Zach saying, come on, broski. Maya comes in. Whitney and Lockin are revealed as the most popular couple. And the bottom three are Amber and Josh, Katie and Uzi, Mitch and Ella B. All the safe couples are dismissed. Amber and Josh are then revealed to be the lowest voted pub, uh, couple by the public. So they are immediately dumped. And Whitney and Lockin must then save one couple. And then they decide to save Mitch and Ella B, leaving Katie and Uzi to go home. And that's the recap. 
I put myself on mute on purpose to not interject because we had so much stuff to get through. <laughs> like, honestly, insane. Like, of course, the week that we had to take a little break is the week where all this shit goes down. Like, honestly, it was a lot. But part of me kind of likes the fact that we stayed, like, I don't know. It kind of brings, like, a nice pizzazz because now we have so much juicy stuff to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> for what happened the past couple of episodes. I mean, just to start off on our recent happenings, right? So Katie and Uzi have gone gone home, a decision which I think was definitely right to make by Whitney and Locke. So I'm chilling. I think they should have gone home. Okay. I, I like Ella B and Mitch in the villa only because it like is still bringing drama like it's giving me like yes like let's finish out these last two weeks with the freaking you know flare up where everybody in the island gets involved which they will also we have seen in the trailer preview for tomorrow night's episode aka wednesday's episode that abby's still a little crazy and she's like challenging Mitch. So I'm here for it. I think entertainment wise, they made a good choice. But I really think Katie kind of shot herself in the foot when she made the point of kissing Zachariah, Zachaliah back. And then also saying that, oh, yeah, I miss his kisses or whatever the hell when Uzi was literally right fucking there. So yeah. those are my like initial thoughts behind that i feel like we have a lot we actually have birdhouses which is so rare like we have full ones in the, in the season so we'll yeah. get to it when we get to our dramatic couples um but yeah in terms of less dramatic couples this week we have amber josh sammy and jess uh as a birdhouse i mean mm-hmm. hard to say that amber is even involved in this birdhouse she's just kind of there by default but yeah, Sammy and Jess had a not so turbulent, but a little bit of a bumpy week. You know, Sammy misdirected his anger about Jess getting stolen onto Jess again. Um, and Jess was like, well, I'm not your girlfriend, but I am exclusive. So like, you just got to like give me a second. And she immediately deaded it with Josh. Like, she's a respectful girl. She's not going to string someone along. So that's kind of where that birdhouse is. Any thoughts? I think for the most part, no. (laughs) Like, I really don't have anything to say. I will say, like, I'm sorry, but I hate that I like Sammy and Jess. Like, when they're good, they're good. Like, so you did this two weeks ago when you were like, Molly and Zach sold me their dream. (laughs) Here we are now. I fear for you. I want better for you. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm telling you, like, I've I've gone soft lately. Like, I just feel like I think it's really funny when Jess and Sammy are, like, scheming together. Like, for example, when Zach pulled Katie for a chat and she they were, like, flirting. Like, Jess and Sammy were, like, foaming at the mouth, like, ready to, like, you know, um gossip with one another like I feel like the banter is there like they're still very much like 
they're definitely toxic as hell. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not supporting that. Mm. But it's just like, it makes me laugh when I see them together because it is just so ridiculous how it's been like the entire fucking season. Like we're almost done with it. And like the shit is still going back and forth. Like when Josh had selected selected when he had chosen Jess to recouple up with and like Sammy and her had another fucking blowout I was like yes give me this toxicity season 10 aka the toxic season like all the couples everything's up in the air so that's the only thing that I had to say about Sammy and Jess it just it just makes me laugh like I can't but I'm surprised that you put them I'm surprised that you put them before our next couple well because I don't have much to say about Sammy and Jess other than Jess needs to leave that man before he leaves her. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I want better for her. Like, it, because here's mm-hmm. my thing. Like, at least, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but mm-hmm. like, at least Ellen and Tyreek, I'm seeing growth from them together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And with Sammy and Jess, it's just like Jess strongholding Sammy into like, having respect for her and doing nice things for her and saying nice things to her and reassuring her and it's like the second he has other options he will take them you know like the second he's outside it's gone like even on after sun and you know like who's not gonna take their stab at Maya Jama but it's just like he keeps poking it and poking it and poking it like he was like, they were playing a game and Maya Jamma was about to be like, are you ready? And he's like, yeah, take it away, beautiful. And even Oh my like, god, I love that! Even, but even Maya was like, okay, like, cool. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I know, which is even funnier! <laughs> we get it! You want a brunette. Like, we get it. We get it. I We get it. Uh, truly... <laughs> <laughs> don't be with her then don't be with Jess then but you know at this point Jess has tied herself to the sinking ship and uh-huh. you know lessons need to be learned girl if you want a husband who's gonna wipe you down treat you right leave this man yeah. but if you want to learn this lesson again that is not my journey it is not my journey so god bless them I don't know what the final four is looking like I don't know who I want in it if they're in it, like, fucking Godspeed. I don't even know. Like, it just is what I'm worried. No, they're definitely giving me top four for some reason. Like, I think, they're like, if they're not going to be fourth, if they're not going to be fourth, I think they're going to be the fifth couple. But they're really giving me final four vibes. Like, it's really coming down to it now. And I'm sorry, but, like, there's no fucking way... Oh, we'll talk to, we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Okay. Okay. Our next couple, <laughs> yeah. which I did put next because I feel like we have mm-hmm. they gave us they gave us food for thought, okay? Whitney Lockett, okay. They were voted and revealed to be within the villa the number one couple, okay? Mm-hmm. And additionally, they were giving the responsibility to save one out of two couples, okay? And that came down to Katie and Uzi. And Mitch and Ella. I don't know what would have been the right decision, if I'm being honest. Like, if I'm being honest, did I even want that to be bottom three? I don't know. I didn't want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. If we're thinking, like, 
we're two weeks or maybe a little bit less till the finale. You know, mm-hmm. I want people in the final four who have defined this season, but I also want people who have found love, you know, and I feel like Whitney and Lockin mm-hmm. and Ellen Ty are good examples of representing the season and, you know, having like love found love, right? And I don't know who else represents that, but like in my mind, at least Uzi is looking for love, you know? And totally. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But then, of course, Ella B and Mitchell are bringing the drama. And additionally, it doesn't hurt Whitney to send home a couple that is stronger to help her, you know, take the crown. Mitch and Ella B are never going to touch anything other than fourth or fifth place. So was it possible? Right. I don't know. Was it the right decision? I really don't know. But then additionally, you know, this is like my twofold debate, you know, for you to answer. Um, Mm -hmm. Additionally, do you think it was the right decision to have the producers reveal that Whitney and Lockett were in first place at this point in time? Because it does put a target on their back, but it also can open up the conversation going into the final about who's playing a game. But will Mm. Whitney and Locken be burdened with game player allegations and eventually hurt their standing? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the final four is voted on by the couples. So have production jeopardized Whitney and Locken potentially? Your thoughts, please. That is so interesting to think about because I think for me, I was, well, first of all, like, we can never, like, we can never fully know what the other Islanders are thinking, but based off of everybody's reactions and, like, how, like, the drama from the past couple of episodes has unfolded, like, everybody's Team Whitney And based off of how the girls reacted with Locke as well, like, I genuinely don't think that they have anything against them as a couple. Like, I genuinely feel like it's all love towards the both of them. And the one time that Whitney has, quote unquote, come for somebody, it was Zach. And, like, even they kind of, like, laid it to rest. And, like, everybody thought that her comment was justified. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, like, a Mm no-brainer. I do think that the reveal of them being the public's favorite was a good move because I feel like it shifts the dynamics of the other couples. So I feel like they would like implode slash mess up on their own rather than blindly kind of going after the favorite couple. Like I didn't think that anybody would do something so I'm to jeopardize them too worried a little bit because um like it's one thing for everyone to love your couple if they don't see you necessarily as a threat but obviously snog mary pie does does put a little bit of a target on whitney and and lockin Mm -hmm. but it's not as big of a target as like saying like not only do you guys love them in here but the public thinks that they're the number one couple, right? 
So that kind of shifts mm-hmm. things because it's like the Islanders can like them as a couple without thinking that they necessarily mm-hmm. deserve to be first place. So couples like Ella and Ty or Molly and Zach who have been in there early, like longer are mm-hmm. going to potentially like be like, well, I don't think that they're more compatible than us. Like, in fact, they're not the compatible stuff like that. Like, we have mm-hmm. already seen sprinklings of Ty potentially gun for couples that he thinks are a threat. Like, he did successfully plant in Kat's mind that Scott was not interested in her. And it did right. lead to them getting broken up. And now, you know, Scott's not really in a couple that's going to take him to first place and pet's not even in the villa anymore so that's just you know some some food for thought but do you think that Whitney and Lockton voted tactically in that moment and you said that it was the right decision I'm still undecided but elaborate on that I just think that it was the right okay so I'm not saying I support it because of Like, Uzi had nothing to do with it. Here Mm -hmm. are what I'm thinking. Between the two couples, for me, it came down to, like, Katie versus Mitch. So, in me thinking about those two people, because, like, Uzi and Ella B are just collateral damage at this point, because Uzi is there truly for love and just happens to be with Katie and, like, they're going through a rough patch. And Ella B just fucking got there. Um, so between, between Katie and Mitch, I feel like there's been a lot more, like, like, Katie started off on the wrong foot with Whitney. They, like, didn't clash, like, they didn't clash right, or excuse me, they clashed at the start. They, like, didn't start off on a good note. And I just feel like, for the most part, like, she wavered. I don't, I I genuinely think if she had not kissed Zach and made that comment, I genuinely think that Ella B and Mitch would be going home. But she, like, left herself vulnerable. And that, I think, is what I think was the right decision. It's like, no, like Katie, like you can't just be like, oh yeah, like I still have a crush on you. Like I still like want to be with you and like shit like that and not expect to then be dumb from the island. Whereas Ella B and Mitch, like, yeah, Mitch always fucking messes up and he is messy Mitch, but like Abby found someone else. Like she's with Scott now and Mitch and Ella B like, Ella B also, like, wouldn't have taken back Mitch, quote-unquote, unless, like, he was actually groveling and, like, made up his freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's what my initial thought process is. Right. Also, mind you, I feel like there's, like, less – I can't believe I'm going to say this – but there's, like, less drama associated with Whitney and Locke with Ella B and Mitch. Yeah. Well, okay, here's my thing is that one to your point that Ella B wouldn't have taken Mitch back if like you know whatever they they don't know Ella B that well they haven't been in close proximity to Ella B for that long they've known her for three days so they they are not the ones who are going to be able to know that about her so I don't think that perspective is like has anything to do with because it's just they wouldn't know that or not, you know? 
And with Katie and Uzi, like, they seemingly made up in front of everybody the night before. And then in mm-hmm. bed, he was like, actually, I'm still upset about it. And it doesn't seem like Whitney told, and or sorry, it doesn't seem like Katie had told any of the girls at that point. So mm. when Whitney and Lachlan were talking, like, they were like, oh, we've known this couple m- longer. We hang out with them. We really like them. But actually, we're going to save Ella B and Mitch. I feel like it was mm-hmm. a little bit of we're going to save a couple that we know is weaker against us. Mm-hmm. And also, every tongue that shall rise to Whitney shall fall. Because right. Katie has come at Whitney, not once, but twice, as confirmed by Casa Girls, that there was a fight pre-Casa mm-hmm. that led to security getting involved. So, right. And that it was between Katie and Whitney. So, so, so. Mm-hmm. I feel like Whitney was like, you know, bless y'all. If you found love, happy for you, but get off Whitney's Island. And am I mad at it? No. I just am now like, mm-hmm. how is this going to pan out? Because we got two couples in there for love, and that's it. <laughs> like, I guess Sam right. and Jess are in there for love, but uh, I don't know about that. But right. moving on to one of the couples that are in there for love... <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess this is also debatable, depending if you think that Tyreek went in there with different intentions and just so happened to find a girlfriend. But Ella and Tyreek, they had Mm -hmm. a fight about, you know, Ella B's comments, um, whether or not he shut things down accordingly with Ella B or made flirtatious comments. In the middle of them fighting... We get a recoupling where Tyreek doesn't even know that Ella's mad at her. And then we end the episode with an announcement of a public voting. So before Ella and Tyreek have even made up, we get the announcement of a public vote, which is then going to, like, you know, affect the standings, right? Then Mm -hmm. in the next episode, you know, voting is closed. It's 30 minutes at most. In the next episode, we see the makeup right after their fight okay like right after they were coupling Mm -hmm. they make up and i'm just a little confused about like why that would happen like again you know what was the reason what was the strategy did they want whitney and lockin to have the vote over tyreek and ella do they not want Mm -hmm. tyreek to be comfortable Do they want him to be more dramatic and gun for Whitney? Also, Mm -hmm. a little confused on the direction of sending Tyreek again, another challenge, when now they have officially closed it off, gone past their biggest hurdle. I feel like there are other couples in there who haven't been challenged as much. Mm -hmm. And Tyreek and Ella are, you know, are top two finalists most likely so why are we still challenging them as opposed to like people like molly and zach you know molly and zach only kind of stumbled into a challenge this last episode but outside of that production has not really done much to challenge Mm -hmm. them depends how you view molly getting dumped but she was brought back immediately after and got like you know some major spotlight because of it so i don't really think that counted as a challenge what do you think about how 
production is productioning, how they're tracking as a couple, and how they might react to the standings. Okay, so that was like a lot of information. So I just wanted to like take some time to process real quick. Uh, also, there was a siren outside of my apartment building. So I thought that I had to evacuate. Uh-huh. Anywho. <laughs> okay, that fight was like so dramatic for no goddamn reason. Like these couples just be fighting <laughs> over nothing. Like, first of all, I think there's a couple of things. Number one, if Tyreek was going to be, like, tactical and game player about it, he would have told Ella he loved her already. And so I think my thought process behind this is, yeah, like, Tyreek is a little shit in the villa. And I don't even mean that in, like, a mean way. I just mean, like, he's just such a fucking... Little rabble rouser. He's yeah, he's just such a little troublemaker that I genuinely think that the editing for tomorrow night's episode was just schemed in a way that it made it look like he's going to like, you know, set off on Whitney. I genuinely don't think there's anything dramatic there. I think he's going to try to get something like a reaction out of Locke just to like I don't know, stir the pot a little bit, but I genuinely I don't think Ella has an issue in terms of the fact that her girl was voted favorite. I don't think she has a problem with that. I think she's also identified, and she mentioned this herself, that she does see a lot of red flags in Tyreek and, like, still chooses not to bring those to light or for her to, like, use that to break away from him. So I think she kind of just, like, shot herself in the foot. And if she thought that the couple was going to vote, I mean, that the public was going to vote for them as their favorite couple, like, I don't think she was thinking that. So no, I I do think OG Mm -hmm. Ella is, like, tactical at all. I, like, I don't think that, like, between the two of them, Ella, you know, she went in there for the Instagram, sure, uh, yeah, she just as much went in there for a boyfriend because she is pretty serious. And- no, no, she she did. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think she has an ulterior motive. Yeah, I'm after seeing that Whitney was voted favorite couple with with her like coupling, I think it's more so like I'm more talking about like the principle of them being a couple like I think at this point they know that they're lucky to be not in the bottom just because of like how much turmoil has been going on but at the same time like I just I don't know I just I don't see Tyreek like going after Whitney just because of that I think it's more of like he always has to say his opinion no matter what because he like thinks he's the godfather so that's what I took away from that yeah I just feel like Again, rabble-rouser, he's competitive. Like, I think his feelings for Ella are completely sincere. Like, I think he really was not expecting to find love. Like, Mm -hmm. really was not expecting to have genuine feelings, all that stuff. But that being said, I still find that, like, his game player tactics are still there. Like, he wants to have the girlfriend. And, you know, I think it'd be cool for him to win as well you know he has a friend who went in there before they were in a great couple like um they came like final two I think he's like kind of like I know this game and I can Mm -hmm. have the girl and win the show you know Mm -hmm. um so like I feel like he 
he is interested in planting those seeds of doubt. He is interesting in, in moving the cogs in the villa in his favor. But that's, you know, that's my opinion. In terms of their genuine, like, relationship, I felt like Whitney really gave Ella some great advice this episode. Mm-hmm. When Ella was crying about whether Tyreek was flirting or not, whatever, Whitney sat her down and was like, listen, like, you are the girl who's going to make him grow, okay? Like, mm-hmm. you are going to change him as a man, and, like, that is your role. If you don't want to be that, then you got to cut it loose. But if you're okay with that, like I'm telling you now, that's what your position is going to be. Like if you're okay with that and you want to grow with him and be the woman who teaches him all that he needs to know about a relationship, then so be it. But you kind of just got to like, you know, make up your mind. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was good advice. Like, yeah, like some girls don't want to be the teacher. Some girls don't want to be the lesson in two years when you break up and he treats the next girl better. And like Ella 100% needed to hear that. I felt like Whitney was dropping truth bombs the last three episodes. You know, I doubted totally. her um, advice at times <laughs> earlier in Casa, but she really proved to me this episode. She has her head completely screwed all the way on right. Um, not that I didn't already love her, but these last two episodes, I was like, that is my girl. And she knows exactly what the fuck is up. Incredibly smart. Yep. Another scenario where she ate the girlies up. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mm-hmm. In the Molly, Zach, Katie, Uzi birdhouse all right so we already kind of touched on katie and uzi this shit was crazy this shit was crazy it was so crazy by the way Mm. how you feeling miss they sold me a dream (laughs) they really fucking sold me a dream i swear to god i fell for it you guys i love being smug with you sometimes because i'm like what you're living you're living in delusion and I just had to sit back and let you let you see this man for who he is. And thank God. Thank God that he showed me exactly who he is in the last two episodes. I fell for Zach a liar, okay? Who didn't? Like me. people were like left and right. Me. Like I didn't fall for him. You know that smug Molly smile? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm just out here like <laughs> This is like this is like um what's his name? This is like this is like you and Luca, bitch. Don't come for me because of the whole Zach thing, okay? You are a team. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. I was yes, yes. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. No. Uh-uh. no. Cuz I said that man is crazy. That man is ju- moving like Joe Goldberg. But no. he is attractive to me. And only- no, you liked him. No, I at the start. Like- I did not like <laughs> before he went crazy. I did not like before he went crazy. I did not like his spirit. I did not like his soul. I did not like his game. I did not like how he moved. The only thing I liked were the aesthetics, and that changed when I saw his rotted core. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. So maybe that I'm telling you, like you. 
you switched up after that. Okay. And now I'm going to switch up. No, a man in one week, babe. But Zach has showed us who he is time and time and time and time again. It's been six weeks and you let this man sell Mm -hmm. you a dream. But okay, we're just teasing. Let's get into it. (laughs) We just like fight the rest of the episode. Okay, so I'm going to take it from here. No, no, I'm going to take it from here because I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say here. Okay, but give us the setup, you know. Give us the prelude. Okay. Okay. Okay, so here's the prelude, okay? So, as you all no, Molly was our surprise Casa return. And like, I guess she never, like, here's what the girlies were saying to Molly is that she never closed out the Katie chapter with Zach. Facts. Now, Ella was right because she sat there on that day bed looking fine as hell with these extra high definition cameras, like, okay, budget, saying, that you never set him straight, so now he thinks he can get away with this kind of shit. And Whitney said that and too. Exactly. Whitney was more like, you. he just wants like a calm, chill woman who isn't going to challenge him. And like, it's fine if you want that. If you want peace, that's fine. But like, both of them are speaking facts. And I agree, because Molly and Zach... They swept that shit under the rug, like as if they swept stuff under the rug as if neither the rug or the stuff existed in the first place. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, let's just pick up where we left off. And this is Zach's verbiage. Zach literally said, I want us to just continue like nothing happened. Uh, if I was Molly, I would have been like, ah, bitch, what? And, you know, fully discussed all that stuff. But just because I think Molly was so blinded and like being. I don't want to say a pick me, but like kind of a pick me, you know, pick me lesson, which is like, totally, I'm not going to earn the prize by just like stroking the man's ego. She chose to sleep that shit under the rug. She chose to ignore that he went to kiss Katie the day after she left. She called him up Mm -hmm. on it one time and let him say whatever lies that he was saying, couldn't even formulate a sentence. And that was what she accepted. Mm-hmm. She accepted a draft of an apology yeah. that was hardly an apology because she wanted to be the, well, I'm cool. You know, I'm cool, girl. I don't care. Yeah. We're not exclusive. Like, we can move in silence. Right. And this is why, mm-hmm. you know, she's 21. Fine. You mm-hmm. got to learn the lesson. But the lesson is always right. you're not, you're never going to win the prize that way ever. Not that men are the prize, but if you're viewing men as like the prize and you got to be a demure, quiet girl, not challenging, like mm-hmm. it's never, it's never going to be in your benefit. And you got to be wary of dudes who ask you to move in, in silence because this is why they totally move in silence, but continue. Yeah, no. And, and you're right. And just going off of that point as well, like the whole moving in silence thing, like, I think it also has to do with like self-respect. Like we've never seen her, like stand up for herself against Zach. She was fine doing it with Mitch because she didn't give a fuck. But like with Zach, like you can see how she like wants to be chosen. She wants to be the one that he only has eyes for. And I just think like absolutely this could have been nipped in the bud if she had come with the hammer card 
after Casa, and she didn't. So in that whole situation now, right, I think her reaction, totally valid. I think for somebody who didn't know how to defend herself in the first place, for her to try to defend herself now, like, I was not surprised that she was in tears, not the first night, but also the second night. I mean, the first night she kind of slayed, though, that Barbie blazer. I was like, okay, bitch. Um, So she was totally right that I, and this is what she said, I thought you would have been even more considerate of my feelings now. Mm -hmm. And that sentence, like, broke my heart it made me feel so bad for her like because she's right like okay if you wanted to fucking start fresh like not even start fresh if you wanted to continue like nothing happened that's an extra you know what like two weeks that you should have then accounted for knowing her so well quote unquote like no she's totally in the right and I'm sorry, like, I laugh in inappropriate situations, but even the next fucking day, he was still laughing about it with Tyreek, especially when she was walking over. Like, yeah. you literally think this is a fucking joke. Like, yeah. it's not. And it's kind of, like, such an ick for me to see that as well. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I haven't said this about the men a lot this season, but, mm-hmm. you know, it has to be said at this point. It's very clear that Zach is a misogynist. Yeah. He likes a girl who's not going to clock him on his shit. He likes a girl who doesn't go out clubbing, you know, because mm-hmm. that's probably where he does all his cheating. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's come on. Like, let's be for real. No, you're not let's wrong. For real. He likes a girl who's not going to pressure him to close things off or put labels because he doesn't want to put la- if he can string you along no labels for as long as humanly possible he is going to do that and you are going to have to beg him to have respect for you and the relationship constantly yep. like and Molly you know again a girl who needs so a young 21 year old girl who needed to learn that lesson she chose to ignore that he does not respect women inherently enough to not break their trust his initial um like reaction to being to getting to know somebody and being in a relationship is to hope that he'll like them enough to respect them and not cheat on them when it's like right you should have enough respect for a human being let alone a human being that you love and are in a relationship with to not Mm -hmm. cheat on them. Like, yes, things happen, but if that's your default is to cheat on somebody and break their trust consistently, you don't respect them at all. Okay. And Molly chose to ignore that. Also like another lesson she's learned, you lose them, how you get them. All right. Is the Catherine and Zach and Molly triangle bar for bar the same situation as the katie molly and zach triangle not of course totally not particularly like you know zach knew Catherine a little bit less but he stood there embarrassed Catherine by kissing yep. molly in front of everyone thinking it's funny and not communicating with her at all yep hiding behind molly so that Molly was the one to let Catherine know about the situation, completely disrespectful mm-hmm. to Catherine. 
you lose mm-hmm. them how you get them. Is that like that's basically what happened, if not worse, to Molly now? Because guess what? He doesn't inherently have respect for women. He tells Whitney to shut up for having an opinion. But if a guy has an opinion, oh, it's just a game. It's just a game. I just kissed Katie. It's just a game. Oh, Whitney has an opinion. Shut up, Whitney. Whitney has yeah. to then beg this man not beg this man she's not a bad apology yeah like force no. an apology out of this man who can barely mm-hmm. form no because he, and he can't even he, he can't even give it to her without an excuse oh well you hurt my feelings first are you a child no but like he did it because he like that's what i'm saying like he doesn't want to be with the strong woman because when the strong woman fucking barks back exactly then he'll like Put his tail between his legs and like try to make it seem like he's still big man but he's not. he's not like he's not he's a child who can't actually take any criticism and that's not mm-hmm. and that's why he's not with a hot-headed or strong opinioned woman you know he had the opportunity to be with whitney and katie and Catherine, and you know mm-hmm. he chose not to be like at the end of the day if you want to say that he chose molly or who's strongholds into being with molly like at the end of the day, it was beneficial to be, for him to be with a girl who was not going to call him on shit. Mm-hmm. And look, look where it got Molly. You know, do I feel bad for her? Yes, I do. You know, it was sad to see this, to see her break down, to see him bark at the girls, saying that they were feeding Molly bullshit. Again, I wish Molly like had the maturity to clock that for the misogynist behavior that it was and defend the girls more. But obviously, you know, she was focused on standing up for herself. So I understand. And I also feel bad that she probably went home and her parents were like, this is the man you were with. Clock it, girl. And she's like, no, you don't know him like I do. Goes back on the show. They're so in love. She's thinking, you know, probably her parents back at home are happy for her. And he embarrasses her and she's crying about how her parents must feel now because they probably were at home like, Find you they probably did say exactly yeah it's just really sad to me this whole situation like I genuinely feel so bad for Molly like it, like it's always like one thing about the podcast and I think a lot of people sometimes forget about this is like yeah we like to keep things light on here while also digging into these like really heavy topics about misogyny about microaggression about plain racism sexism like all of this stuff but Val and I have never sat here and like made fun or made light of somebody's misfortune in a way that's like malicious this is genuinely so disgusting to see Someone as, even though we say, like, we don't really see too much of Molly anymore and, like, or or her personality because it's been dimmed down. Like, this is actually a devastating occurrence for her as somebody who's been an A1 day one for this man and, like, has let everybody know and hasn't even freaking looked at another guy. Mm. And it's just very disappointing to me to see her have this experience now towards the end. Like... And we know she's going to fucking forgive him, too, which is, like, the worst part. I mean, like, from, you know, from what I've said about Molly on the podcast, you know, I have said, like, I don't necessarily always buy her. I find I find her not – she she's a performer, right? Like, she's an actress. She's a theater girl, whatever. Like, she, she's dramatic by nature. Like, I was on – I was in the theater scene for a while, you know, back in my days – 
I've done music, like, you know, I, I get it, right? Sometimes you put on a performance and you go on Love Island and you're hoping for both. You're hoping for the fame and you're hoping for the love. And I think Molly went on here, you know, for both those reasons. And so we see a little bit more of a performance from her than we do other Islanders. But I feel like this episode, we saw mm-hmm. her be the most sincere she's been in there. Yep. Because she was like, I don't even know how to act now. Like, I'd never, yeah. she she has been quiet the last few weeks, you know, moving in silence, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. focusing on her. And, you know, she probably saw comments from the outside about her behavior in there and was just like, you know what, I'm just going to nip it in the butt, mind my business, take me and my mans to the final and just like have my Love Island experience. And she did that, and it just kind of was like, you st- you know, sometimes you stand by the wrong man. And you could have yeah. gone back in there, taken the opportunity to be sent back in, to just couple up with somebody else and give somebody else a chance. Or let this man show you who he really is and go home with your hel- head held high. And unfortunately, she just dismissed the red flags, kept it pushing, and now we've kind of seen her hit a breaking point where she doesn't even know how to fucking behave or react. And that is sad. But, you know, we've all been 21. So. 21. I think she'll survive this. I think it's a good lesson for her. I hope she truly leaves him. But then, but then I don't know what the final four is looking like. So. Dude, they're not going to be in the final four. They're not going to be, there's no fucking way after, after this. this. Even if they make top mm. five and voting mm. is left down to the Islanders, like, I don't they're think not. a single Islander is voting for them as, like, most compatible. Like, they're just not. Nope. And they've never been. But let's move on to our last and definitely most messy birdhouse, which is mm-hmm. the Scott. Abby, Mitch, and Ella B. Birdhouse. You don't want to get into Katie and Uzi? Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, Katie was kind of feeling the kisses of Zach, whatever, and Uzi was butthurt. And I think that now that they're out, he's going to realize she was just in there for the check, and he's going to go find the real love of his life, as he deserves, because he is actually the only person in there looking for real love. And he is a, did you know he is basically a father of four? Yeah, you sent me that TikTok, girl. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know, I I guess I don't know what Uzi's father figure scenario is, but I believe that his mom passed away fairly recently, and he's been raising three or four of his youngest sisters, like, on his own. And mind you, I mean, yes, he is older, but he is still only 28. And he just seems like he has a really good relationship with them, and he seems... Like, I know everybody goes on the show and says that they're family-oriented, but he genuinely <laughs> seems it. He's been such a sweetie, such a kind heart and soul. And <laughs> I think that he's clocking that Katie went in there for her chat. They'll get out. Hmm. They're not going to date. She'll either, you know, go home, run her check, give it to her man, or go home, run her check, go to the spa, be like, thank you, bye. And that'll be the end of Katie and Uze. I, well, first of all, I, the only thing I'm going to say is I think 
Uzi had a right to be butthurt about Katie's comment because that was like fucking uncalled for. Like, I'm sorry if I'm with somebody like in her recoupling speech, she's like, oh, he's a husband and we're going to have beautiful blue eyed babies together. And then she's literally fucking standing there less than 12 hours later being like, oh, yeah, I miss his kisses, like stuff like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's so shady to me. I feel like he was absolutely right to be mad slash hurt slash annoyed. Yeah, I think it was the way she she framed framed it or said it or whatever it just she's been in her messy bag though and like I am gonna miss her in the show just because I feel like towards the end she acts like producers are like you know the second half of the check is not gonna clear unless you fucking run some mess and she was like okay my bad you're right she was like clocking people like clocking Mitch saying shit out loud that needed to be said out loud even if it was messy or maybe even if it wasn't always true, like, she was doing her mess. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like she didn't want to be with Uzi in the first place. Like, she came home single from Casa for what? Like, I still will never understand that. Mm-hmm. Did she, like, I mean, I guess Uzi was busy with Ella. But yeah. But she didn't really give, like, she didn't put up a fight for Uzi at all, really, in Casa. So, I don't know. It was given, like... Suspicious. Suspicious, like... Mm, I, Very strange. I, I don't know. They're so over, though. Yeah. They're they're donezo, whatever. And, like, ladies, find yourself a man like Uzi. Super respectful, very soft-spoken, very kind. Like, we love to see it. But now, drumroll, we can go on to our final birdhouse that Val had given us such a beautiful intro to. And then I rudely interrupted my bad i just didn't know what your thoughts were on katie and uzi and i like this is the only time we catch up on love island so i was like girl give me your thoughts <laughs> my thoughts are whatever my thoughts on yeah. this are like okay my thoughts on this is crazy abby mitchell ella i'm i feel like we've got to start on specifically abby and mitchell we gotta go on i hate them order in chronological order oh, oops yeah okay I feel like, first of all, I want to say. Okay. I was never an Abby girl, you know? Same. I was never a Mitch mm-hmm. girl, though, right? Okay, no, okay. I've never liked Mitch. I've always mm-hmm. said that, like, you know, I've always clogged all of his worst qualities that we are now seeing play yep. out times 100, right? So when they got together, you know, even though neither of them are my cup of tea, my genre person, Mm -hmm. it seems like Abby was calming him down. Mitch was just in there having fun, getting to know a girl that was 100% for him. And all seemed well. Until we get Scott and Abby chatting, Abby pulling Scott to say she would like to get to know him, her going to Mitchell to ask for his blessing, her going back to Scott, whatever, whatever. Now, I feel like at this point, again, I had no issues, right? Like, she asked Scott if he would like to get to know her. 
She asked Mitchell if it was okay. She was still mm-hmm. very cuddly and cozy with Mitchell as they ever wore. And Mitchell basically gave her 24 hours to make up her mind. Because by the next evening, Mitchell is already upset. Abby is mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just getting to know the guy. You know, give me a Karma, karma. I guess if you want to call it karma, because she didn't really do anything bad at this point. <laughs> karma for mm-hmm. Abby, and Mitchell gets asked on a date with Ella B. Then we see a side of uh, Abby that I was like, okay, they're the same. Wow, <laughs> y'all are really twinsies. Y'all are really, 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 really twinsies. Because Mitchell comes back from his date, he says it went well. Abby asks him if he's going to seriously give it a chance. He's like, yeah, I would like to get to know her. And you're getting to know Scott. And she's like, well, that's not fair because you're going to jeopardize us. And it's like, well, with that same logic, you were jeopardizing it with, just for Scott, right? Right. So she wants him to debt it. And he's like, she literally just came in. This is really unfair. That evening, that same evening, Ella steals Mitchell from Abby and Abby is upset. Next morning, Abby wants to patch things up with Mitchell, be cozy, have a chat, regroup, and Mitchell's like spreading around the villa. I have the ick for Abby, I have the ick for Abby, I have the ick for Abby. And I'm so happy Ella B chose me. Mm. And here we get day one Mitchell again with the line. He says he fell asleep, woke up cuddling Ella B. Ella B says, no, 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 that's a lie. He woke up, asked me to cuddle, and thus we cuddled. And then I feel like from here is where I am on Abby's side because Mitchell then goes ahead, ignores Abby all day, is telling Ella B how much he's going to, he tells Ella B he's going to debt it with Abby. Not once, Mm -hmm. but twice, but he says it this evening. Then there is another recoupling. Ella B picks Mitchell, and right after we see Mitchell say how much he misses Abby, tells Abby he's going to graft her. Abby's like, yeah, sure, I don't believe you. Just for the next day, for Mitchell to say he's not going to graft Abby. So I feel like we went from Team Mitchell to Team Abby. Oh, no, sorry. Team Team Abby to Team Mitchell to Team Abby to Team team I don't know who. I, I... my brain. It's a team Ella B, girl. It's a team Ella B. I could never be team Ella B, but that we're still we're we're still team Scott. I don't know about you, but I'm still team Scott. I'm hoping for uh, the best. Oh, okay, that is a whole different subject. Let's stay. On I know. Mitchell. <laughs> I, your thoughts on this? I hated them together. I think Abby, okay, guys, don't hate me, but I think Abby's, like, really cringe. Like, I was literally cringing the entire time she would say anything, do anything. Like, her facial reactions as well are very exaggerated, which always makes me laugh. But, like, like I still don't know anything about her personality-wise because she switches it up so quick and, like, I don't know. I just, she's someone I don't trust. Like I'm scared of her because I feel like she switches on and off between like different variations of herself, depending on who she's with. 
do I I will say though do I think that she's a girl's girl yes but I don't think it was for the right reasons because she genuinely wanted to spite Mitch and like I feel like she that's why she went after Ella B and like telling her all this stuff because she she didn't want it was more so for her not for Ella B I could definitely see that my thing with Abby is that (sighs) I feel like everybody is calling her crazy and like I don't think she's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think she's, think she's super, super crazy. Like, I feel like she is the perfect foil to Mitchell. Like, they are twins. She clocked Mitchell for exactly who she was. And she was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to spin me around. You're not going to do this little dance with me. You're not going to, like, you know, play Mr. Good Guy by quote, unquote, owning up to shit when really you're just like, feeding us what we want to hear to keep us both sweet like no you want to play this game game like i'm gonna play it even harder with you back she did not let him get away with any of the mitchell shit that he usually got away with like (laughs) yeah yeah true to season to fucking week one and two when he was connivingly setting up jess and molly against each other by telling molly how much he only wants to be with molly and then telling jess like oh if i had gone first jess i would have picked you in the recoupling i'm so over it with molly telling molly in bed don't ever talk to me again just for two days after that for him to be like well i saved you in the recoupling so that Mm. um i can get to know you secretly you know mitch has always been doing these little dances and nobody has had the energy to even keep up with Mitchell's lies and inconsistencies because they're genuinely so confusing and alarming. Mm. I've never Mm -hmm. seen somebody lie as easily as Mitch's Mitch lies. Like he, he lies like it's breathing. It's so natural to him. Even, even when Rita Oro was performing, he was like, this is my favorite song. I was like, look, (laughs) that is your favorite song. Cause no, it is not. That is not. What are you talking about? I did not see that man singing the lyrics, screaming the lyrics. Like, uh, no, that is not your favorite song. He literally went, he literally went, oh, this is my favorite like, song. What? Like, <laughs> literally, that's it. No, it's not, babe. It's it's time to, you know, it's Rita Ora. I get it. But also at the same time, it's Rita Ora. It's not your favorite song, babe. Okay? I so, genuinely died. I just can't be mad at Abby for playing Mitchell at his game. Now. No, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Respect. Respectfully, though. To your point about still being Team Scott. I think we just mm. got to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> too, close, too close to the sun. You know, Abby genuinely thinks she's the main character in there. And, like, mm. kudos to you that you want to drag Mitchell and show him off as the game player he's always been. I right. love it. I live for it. Thank you. Thank you, truly. But what we're not going to do is pretend like you and Scott are the couple to be. Because you're not. Like, I don't know if you clocked Abby being shocked at Whitney and Lockton being number one. But it's giving bizarre. You know, you're having your little moment. Fine. But... You are not you are not the main character in this villa. So we don't gotta do all of that. And if 
still being Team Scott means voting for Abby and Scott to be in the Final Four. It's just not worth it. I give up. I agree. I agree with that sentiment. I just think, like, I just can't believe that Scott took her back. Like, I get it if he's, like, doing to stay in the villa, but, like, it's just really frustrating. Oh my gosh, I forgot we were like recording. Oh, <laughs> I just like feeling like, like I'm talking right, to you. FaceTime? <laughs> Collect yourself, woman. <laughs> you guys, like, you don't get it. Like, sometimes I genuinely forget that we're recording a podcast mm-hmm. and that I'm just actually talking to Val about Love Island. It's like kind of, it's kind of cute, I think. But, but yeah, no, like, I just. I, I cannot believe that both of them are still in the villa. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, my thing with Scott is, you know, I was surprised he took her back. But at this rate, I think he, now that he's been saved twice, he knows he's popular. And he's like, well, fuck it. Like, if I'm going to be in Final Four, I'll be in Final Four. I'm not going to, you know, sabotage my time and my fun and my vacation. Like, fuck it, I'll just go along with Abby. But I just don't see it for Abby and Scott at all, in the slightest. Even their kiss today was just felt so forced. And he cut it he cut it he short cut by saying short. Yeah. Yeah. He cut it short and he said he was getting turned on. No the fuck you were not. No, you were not. not feeling he it. Not. He told his first line, my sweet boy, you know. He was not feeling it. I'm so glad you clocked that because I was literally going to text you when I watched it. But I was like, nah, I'm going to tell her on the podcast. Like, genuinely, he is not, he's not here for it. And the fact that he turned that red after telling that lie, I was like, this six foot one gorgeous man cannot lie. Because he is never, like, he got like, you know, he would get shy around Catherine, but he would never turn red like that. Yes so true and like not mm. to continue to be delusional but I just hope Scott <laughs> and Catherine like they get out on the outside they have a little private time together because again I don't know if you watched After Sun this weekend but Elam mm. and Catherine were on it they reacted yeah to Catherine's best bits and the smile mm-hmm. she had on her face watching Scott and her clips I together. know so cute she seemed so happy versus like the stone cold like I guess smirk at most she had watching her and Elam's clip no no she didn't even have a smirk dude nothing like the corners of her mouth did not move it was giving very much like they broke up already you know what I'm saying they did they did for sure they're done so I'm just hoping I want Scott out of there just so he can regroup and be like, oh, guys, do I actually like Abby? No. Because if he gets into the final four with Abby, I feel like there's no way. He's going to put so much more pressure on what they are when it's like, mm. okay, let's call a spade a spade. We're Now we're just in a couple to win it, okay? We're in a couple to spike Mitchell. Mm. We're in a couple to win it. And that's it. Like, they're not in a couple because they're, you know, he's romantically interested in her at all. But if they make it to Final Four and they have their, like, Final Four date, like, I, like, no. It's just, it's very, um, it's reminding me of Demi and Luke. 
Yes. Uh, who that. came in fourth? Totally. Demi was so fucking funny. Oh, I love her so much. Like that was a girl. At least there was, a, there was like a friendship there, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of friendship, kind of crush, high school energy. Mm-hmm. There is no, there's no fizzle. There's no spark with Scott. Do you remember when she tripped and she fell on the freaking board and she like laid there like a? That would have been me. <laughs> like just- that was so so funny but yeah no i just i can't like get this couple like get get abby and mitch out of here like after after tomorrow night because i'm really intrigued with what the fallout's gonna be like i feel like the fact that they switched up so quick i was like they both are just as insane as one another and like i have to say the fact that they're so obsessed with fighting with each other y'all want to fuck so bad (laughs) Oh, for sure. You cannot, you cannot tell, like, I'm sure Mitch wants to, you know, lock it down with LB2. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that, that, you know, I'm sure he would like to do that as well. But mm-hmm. with Abby, it's like, sure, you want to kiss Scott a little bit. Sure. But mm-hmm. you have mad sexual tension with Mitchell. And it is obvious that totally. you are, like, obsessed with spiting him. Sometimes mm-hmm. you love someone so much you hate them and you hate them so much you love them. Like that's kind of what they are. Mm-hmm. No, it was wild. I genuinely am like so shook by this entire ordeal, if you will. It like it genuinely it is an ordeal. Like this is insane. And also another thing that made me laugh was when Abby was like, no, when Maya Jamma had asked Abby, like, oh, are you happy or something like that? Or, or you're with Scott now? And Abby was like, yeah, I'm actually with, like, a good guy for once or something. And tell me why the first person to say something, of course, was Ty. And then Mitch was like, she's obsessed with me. And I was like, yeah, she is. She <laughs> like, that's is. the first thing but I thought. Mitchell is also obsessed with her because he, lo- mm-hmm. he loves to respond to it. He loves, he loves the attention. He loves the attention. However, yeah. and then, you know, LB, of course, is there trying to get her little boohoo uh, fashion deal. Yeah, affiliate code. And she will get it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something, but I was like, never mind. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> Keep it in your brain. But yeah, she's clearly just there just to be there. She obviously wanted to be the moment and uh, thought so why. And she just. What I will say is that she's got really good teeth. Are those her teeth, though? Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, as an orthodontist daughter who has to clock fucking a bad veneer on the daily, Mm. I'm over it. The least you could do is get a good set of veneers, please. Yeah, yeah. Also, okay, well, no, let me She's it. She's pretty. I think she's pretty, but the veneers are giving me um, season six Luca alternative with who was with um, the girl who was like 20 and she was gorgeous. He was like a plumber. Oh, Kana. 
Yes, yeah. but the other one, not the hot one, not, not the, hot the hot fitness one. trainer, the other like one. The, like, Linkin Park looking ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's giving that. No shade to Linkin Park, <laughs> of course, like, hello, but you no, know no. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what her veneers remind me of, is that guy's, like, that barista's teeth. There you yes, go. Yes, yes. He a barista. Um, but yeah, I hope she gets her little affiliate code, because that's, like, about the only thing that... I don't know why she thought she was going to eat up the villa by being like, I was one of Ty's, like, 100 bodies. It's like, okay. Yeah. to you, I guess? Like, now you've come on here, embarrassed yourself, and settled for Mitchell. And and now you're in a triangle. And he barely wants you. Like, he just likes the attention. So you've come here. You've debased yourself for Mitchell. You look like a fool. What was the reason, babe? What was the reason? No, seriously. And it's so weird, too. Like, that whole, like, I felt so bad for Josh when he went home. But also, I was like, love, you weren't bringing anything. Like, there was, it was giving nothing. So. Yeah. Though the late stage bombshells sometimes, I'm like, why are we even? They can never be Greg. They can never be a Greg. They can never be a Greg. Um, yeah. Okay. As we're nearing the end, I'm, I'm, you know, we don't, we don't have that many solid, solid romantic couples. And also I feel mm-hmm. like we've lost like a little bit of steam. Do you think this season would have benefited from not having a Casa more? Because I kind of feel like it ruined the flow and it didn't really you know, give us, like, any worthy outcomes aside from Lockin and Whitney, but I feel like they could have just I think like, a social mixer with, like, a bunch of singles, like, in one day and, like, you know. I think they brought it in too early. I think they brought That's it what in the too, problem was. I think they brought it in too late. Really? They brought it in, like, in the halfway point, which is, like, usually about when they bring it but just with where like the stable couples were Mm. it just was too late like it kind of like fucked up ellen ty's like cost experiences because if they had brought it in sooner like he would have really been tested um you know they messed up by bringing molly back like at all because we then saw like zach kind of just fold and go for the easy option and Mm -hmm. now we're only getting the fallout from zach's true character two weeks from the final when like he could have been in a solid couple or molly could have been in a solid couple had she not gone home you know i i think that it was more like they could have done more with mad movies that's what i'm gonna base my opinion on when it came to stirring drama in the villa i don't think casa had as much of an impact as mad movies would have if they rolled the right clips i think they went yeah i think they went really light on what they had ended up showing and that's what kind of like didn't do shit like they geared up 
for mad movies to make it seem like it was going to be more dramatic than what happened in Casa Amor. Also, I feel like they didn't do Casa right because even though they announced it in the most epic way that we've seen Casa get announced with fucking, what's his name? Neo. Mm -hmm. Leading the, leading the girls to the Casa more, I feel like they could have been a little more, like, conspic- like not conspicuous, that's not the right word, but, like, more intentional and, like, starring drama. Like, they definitely should have sent, um, they definitely should have sent postcards. Like, they should have sent pictures that were compromising, like, strong couples. Like, yeah. they should have done more and, for that. And I think that's where they messed and up. And Costa felt like it was a day short. Yeah, I think Casa was a day short, and I understand why they started giving the boys a disadvantage by bringing mm-hmm. in the Casa girls, like, the next morning while the girls get to know the Casa boys the evening before, but I think with the shortness of Casa, like, the boys needed mm-hmm. more time to be tested. Like, boys like Montel would have potentially brought home a Casa girl had they had more time to, like, really spend yeah. their truth. Or Ella would have had more time to have made moves on Uzi and so on and so forth. Like, uh, Sammy would have maybe made up his mind or gotten himself into more of a compromising situation, resulting in just, like, being at a place where she couldn't go back to him. Stuff, Stuff like that, it just felt like, it came, it was, like, a minor impact, and now we have the, these couples that, like, truly haven't been tested outside of Ty and Ella, who are really the only ones in there who have been tested and now are on their path to, like, growth and forming a real bond and connection. Right. And I agree with you on that. It's just, like, I just think from a production standpoint – the only two things that I would have changed is I agree with you. I wouldn't have brought Molly back, but then right. If they hadn't brought Molly back, I genuinely think that Zach and Katie would have gone home sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Leah and Montel. I didn't see any like long-term potential for them, especially after Casa and what happened with the whole mm-hmm. tank situation. The last point that I'm going to think about is what you said about Casa. Mm -hmm. I'll agree with you in saying that they released them a day too early, but I'm still going to stand by what I said in saying that they introduced it way too early. I feel like they should have delayed it by a week. But imagine where we would be now. Like it, it would just be way too late. We'd be like in movie, mad movies right now with two weeks to the final Mm. with couples like, possibly breaking up you know what I'm saying well yeah but then that would cause even more chaos because it's like god damn like who do we root for like I don't know we don't like really have couples like I mean we have couples to root for but it's just two and I'm like I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know I feel like definitely if they wanted Zach and Molly drama they should have never sent Molly home yeah, that's also like, valid. I I don't know why they did that. Would have probably one came back with somebody else, or two mm-hmm. done a lot of fucking damage behind Molly's back 
for her to then be like, okay, well now I'm either going to debt it with you or be a lot more open with some of the other options in this villa. But, you know. I just can't imagine, like, what a menace Zachariah, Zachariah would have been if he was in Casa. You know he would have been that. Like, he would have, he would have eat, he would have ate that up and left no crumbs. Um, but this is not even in a serve capacity. This is just in like a greedy, misogynistic, like womanizer capacity. Like he would have literally had those women for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, had one massaging him, had the other one making him coffee, (laughs) another one like adhering to his every command. Like this man knew that he's got pull in that villa. For sure. But, you know, with that, We've had a longer than usual episode because we had a longer than usual run of episodes to get through. Uh, Do you want (laughs) to sign us off? You guys, we are headed into the final front of our Love Island season 10. And believe, believe me, I have no fucking clue what's going on with these couples or what's to come. Will they bring in another bombshell? Are we just freaking straight road into the final? What couples are making the final four? And what couples do we think are going to get dumped freaking like by the end of this week? Like, this is just crazy. This season was absolutely not what I thought it was going to be. But rest assured, Val and I are going to be here to talk through it with you, and with one another regardless. So if you have not found us on social media yet, where are you? Get on Instagram, follow us at Villa Birds. Get on TikTok, follow us at Villa Birds. And get on Twitter. I know we hate Elon Musk, but get on Twitter at Villa Birds Pod, where Val is live tweeting, I'm live tweeting, or neither of us is live tweeting, but still, follow us regardless. So with that, We will talk to you guys on Saturday morning. Bear with us. We are almost to the end of the season to crown our Love Island Season 10 winners. And with that, thank you and goodbye. Peace. Peace. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.